to me, it's a farmers league. Tell me right now, the Serie A is a farmers league. Serie A is a farmers league to me. Yeah, oh I think the Bundesliga God. is more competitive. What? So, hello everyone, welcome to the For the Badge podcast, our first episode on YouTube. Um, but believe it or not, this isn't our first episode or our first podcast because we had a podcast on Spotify for the past year or so. Um, despite not having consistent uploads, uh, it was called Everything in Between Parentheses The Sticks. So hopefully uh, you guys know what that podcast was, and if you came over from that podcast, welcome. Um, we're generally going to be doing the same thing, except with our faces. Uh, we thought it would be a little bit better uh, to do it, a little more um, variety that we can do on this. But generally talking about the same thing, so for the new viewers um, and listeners, uh, my name is Elijah. Um, uh, I'm a Chelsea fan, I live in Southern California, we're all college students. Uh, yeah, I'm a Chelsea and LAFC fan, uh, primarily even talking about Chelsea though, because, you know, most of the time about airplane football, but we'll talk about MLS um, as time goes on, especially because of the uh, playoffs coming up pretty soon. So, um, joining me is Andres and Diego. Uh, Andres, you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Andres, I'm a West Ham United fan. Best club in London, as we know, as of um, Wednesday. Best club, tied 1-1. Should have won, but it's fine. Uh, yeah, so I'm a West Ham fan in college. I've uh, been doing this with Elijah for a year now. Well, except when we had our breaks. But uh, looking forward to continuing it and uh, doing constant uploads. Diego, go ahead. Yeah, I'm Diego. I'm a big Tottenham fan. Um, I know I'm not wearing the kit like the others because they didn't tell me we were going to be matching. So it was a given. Uh, my fault. It was a given. But slacking, slacking, slacking. I, I still got the Germany. And yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty new, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to to do to doing some visual uh, stuff with with the boys as well, along with the talking some footy. What what are we doing? <laughs> uh, video. We're doing the okay. video. Right? All the right. Video. Just, no, just yeah, that's clarify. A, that's just have that's, to clarify. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just, just to let everyone know, you know, we are American, so we'll be t- we'll, we'll call it soccer. We'll call it football. We're going to try and do our best to do football. Um, but if we slip up here and there, uh, we apologize. Um, so, yeah, so we never try to do this, you know, once a week, if not more, depending on what's happening in the football world. Um, pretty much going over, you know, big topics, big events, headlines, Premier League fixtures, results, and future fixtures, predictions, things like that. So, uh, yeah, so please, you know, stick along for the ride. Uh, subscribe if you can. And, uh, yeah, so first topic I want to discuss is the whole Paul Pogba situation. Uh, if you guys have not heard, he was involved in some, I don't want to say gang, but I'll say organized group. Uh, he wasn't involved, his t- brother technically was, but they tried to um, extort him with some money. Attempted apparently 13 million euro blackmail. Uh, that his brother was involved in. Uh, so I'm just going to read this full story uh, from this one account, this one Instagram post, and you guys comment, you guys can talk about it afterwards. The full story, between March 25th and 29th, when France hosted the Ivory Coast and South Africa in two friendlies, Paul Pogba visited his family in um, Lange-sur-Marne, Lange-sur-Marne, I probably mispronounced that. His friends then took him to the apartment in Paris where they accused him of not helping him financially since turning pro. In this meeting, two armed men asked Pogba for 13 million euros for, quote, services rendered, stating they had protected him discreetly for 13 years. Pogba told investigators that he saw these black mirrors on several occasions, including 
Manchester in April and Juventus' training ground in July. It was here in Turin where Pogba recognized his brother Mateus and then approached two of his lawyers who decided to notify the police. During the investigation, Paul stated that he was always been close to his childhood friends and never hesitated to help them out financially until January. When he kicked out a friend that he was hosting in Manchester, the friend used Paul Pogba's credit card to steal 200000 So, yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, it's crazy to think about. I mean, get blackmailed like that, saying that you owe us, what is it, 13 million? 13. Because what, uh, they protected you when you didn't ask them to, apparently? So, I mean, this sounds a bit sus, trying to scare him into it, but, uh, I don't think anything's gonna come of it in terms of Paul Pogba giving up money. I think they're probably gonna go to jail for a bit for threatening him, but, uh. I mean, well, yeah, it's complete BS. Like, what if he says no? They're gonna kill him, and there goes all their money. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand what the like. He, what the he's he's such a big name that no one's gonna notice. Like, yeah, that, that and, and his brother's a dick. So, well, like, good job, little bro. Apparently, apparently, he also already paid hundred thousand, hundred thousand euros to them, uh, which you know is not why. Why? Just, I mean, just through previous blackmail. Like he was just like, I guess to keep him quiet or to delay him, maybe. So now why is he coming out with it? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he necessarily is. I think it's like, like a, uh, the thing I read is lawyers alerted the police and just because it's such a high profile thing, they came out. Um, but I'm also reading here that uh, Pog Pogba told investigators the alleged extortionists wanted to discredit him by claiming he asked a witch doctor to cast a spell by killing Mbappe. Which... <laughs> I don't know I mean, if that's true. Why would he? Why? He plays on the same team with him in the French national team. There's no reason why he would want to do that. They don't play the same position, so it's not like he's taking his limelight at all. Um, different club teams. Both teams suck. Like, they're not going to suck in the way they're not going to the Champions League, I feel. They're not competition to each other. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's so like, weird. Like, it's so random. A what was it? A witch doctor? Yeah. It's yeah, such it's... a random, I don't know, thing to come about, I guess. Um, I mean, uh, if he did do it, then I, I, I'm i baffled. But on either side, I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, I know it's a problem in... I don't know if you guys have seen videos on it, but, like, um, it's happened in, 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 like, African leagues where, like, people supposedly, you know, cast a spell, like, went to a witch doctor, and, like, that team that they cast a spell on, like, lost. Or like hit the post like numerous times and something well, like that. Af- African League also has a lot of corruption, so yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean I you know, know, it's it's still something to think about. Um, but also, like, you gotta look at a psychological side. It's like its culture is so much different in Africa than it is in Europe and America, where it's like they'll like they'll see signs that like oh them hitting the post or their team losing as the witch doctor's spell true, or whatever true, actually true. working. But it just soccer is just a game that sometimes makes it so unlucky. No matter yeah. how hard you try to make that ball go in, it won't go in. And by coincidence, it happens to happen after a wish doctor yeah. spell or something, you know. Um, I'm going to read the quote that his brother said after all this came out towards Paul Pogba. Um, so, quote, Paul, you really wanted to shut me up completely to lie and send me to prison. I suspected it now it's true. My version of the facts happens, and unlike you, I have enough to prove my words and your lies. Um, I'll tell you again, brother, manipulating people is not good. It's not about money. You implicated me in spite of myself. I almost died due to you. You left me in the hole while fleeing and want to play innocent. When everything is said, people will see that there's no bigger coward, traitor, and hypocrite than you on this earth. 
That last Damn. line was hard, by the way. I know. I'm just saying, that, like, if we're talking like some movie, like epic, that he comes yeah. back and kills his own brother at the end. Yeah. But what Dude. the hell is he talking about? You left me to die. Like, do we have any context know. on that? I don't know. Cause like, I'm th- yeah. I'm thinking that he's implying that he was on Pogba's side, if you will. Like, he was also being extorted for the money alongside Pogba. Oh. And, and Paul Pogba is trying to accuse him of being like, with the gang instead, you know? Essentially leaving him behind. So, I don't know. I don't know. It, like I said, it's a weird... It's a weird thing to happen. I mean, You don't I expect don't like... family to do that yeah, to you each don't. other. Yeah, you don't. And I, I don't like Pogba. I think he's... I just don't think he, his attitude's the greatest. But yeah. I also don't see him as a kind of guy that... Like, I mean... He's... First of all, he's probably a lot richer than his brother because you know I don't know where his brother plays, but not Man United, Juventus, and right. like I only see where Matthias would want Pogba's money, but not the other way around. Like I don't right. see how like Pog like thirteen million of Pogba is nothing. <laughs> first of yeah. all, let's just be let's just be straight here. It's nothing. Yeah, he, it was probably more like a moral thing, right? He didn't want to give it to these guys blackmailing him. But it's way more re- reasonable if it's his brother wanting to get yeah. some of that money. I get that. I see that. I'm looking at this too. Um, let's see, what did this say? Uh, apparently, so the brother of Matthias Pogba released a video on social media claiming that his brother had paid millions of euros to witch doctors over the years in order to avoid injury and that, quote, these practices require you to do bad things for the rituals with a desire to do harm. What if, what if in the end of, end of all this, Pogba was a bad guy? Like, what if in the end... Wait, to avoid team? injury? Yeah. So, yeah. He still so got like, injured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... I don't... That didn't work. No. I mean... If you didn't get the right one, Doc, you didn't get the right doctor. Yeah. I guess not. Just pay no, the guys the 13 mil if you're paying money for these ass witch doctors. Just pay the guys the 13 mil. It's a better of spend, spending your money. Like, what What if in the end we, we, we were told that he's the one that is in the wrong? Like, he has been paying those witch doctors and he comes out and admits it or something. I don't know. It's like that'd be a wild, wild revelation. Yeah. But, yeah, well, I mean... I mean, innocent till proven guilty. We'll see what happens. I guess, I guess, you know, it's still unraveling. Investigators are still trying to figure out what's happening. So there's a formal charge made. You won't find the... Figure out the full story, I guess. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so I think another topic I want to talk about is Bournemouth's sacking of their manager. Uh, Scott, Parker. Scott Parker. How do you feel about that? Harsh. Uh, yeah. I mean, very harsh. I feel like there's more into it than just the football side of things because he got sacked last week, so there's only four games played in the four. Premier League. And if you look at Bournemouth signings in the transfer window, they didn't bring in anyone big. So it's like, it's hard to sack him just like that and not giving him time to gel with the team because he that, he coached the team in 2021, so he's only been with the team for a, about a year. So it's like, right. it's very interesting to sack your manager f- four games into the season without giving him a shot to f- try and hope that he finds his feet in the league and see what he can do with the team. Yeah, I mean, like I understand. Okay, you 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 lose. How many games? So three games. You're you're one one zero oh, and three. 
when he's being sacked. Right? And I understand, like, you know, he's newly promoted. You're probably going to have a bad start. Uh, it's just a given, right? And one, I don't necessarily understand them being sacked in general after four games, no matter who they lose to. But the three losses were to Man City, Arsenal, and Liverpool. And like, I just want to add, like, I'm pretty. Didn't West Ham and Leicester both have three losses to start the season? Yep. Yeah. So, or less maybe three losses now. Maybe they didn't start with three, but like, they were never gonna fire Moyes and Rodgers for that. No. <laughs> and they have a better team. So yeah. why the hell are you doing it to Bournemouth? I just don't get it. Scott Parker was absolutely given the short end of the stick there, and like completely, completely unfair. To, right. to sack him. Like, I think even Leicester, I mean, if you're looking at it from the perspective of the Bournemouth board, like, um, Brendan Rodgers is more qualified, I guess, to get sacked because he lost yeah. to, he drew Benford, lost to Arsenal, lost to Southampton, um, lost to Chelsea, lost to United. I don't know, I think it's unfair. It, Leicester it's also dumb. played in the EFL, I think it's the Carabao Cup. They, had, they went yeah, to penalties with Stockport. Uh, yeah, nah. and I think it's really telling of the team they are now. Yeah, but, um, I, 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 but I think someone should go get Scott Parker because I think he is a good manager. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, he brought them back to promotion, back yeah. to the Premier League. Yeah. You know, he needs um, another chance because Bournemouth's just yeah, not not cool. I don't know. I mean, I like. Is there more to play here than just football? Do you think something that something happens? With the Could owner, be. the board, yeah. and Scott maybe Parker it's, disagreeing. It's a, it's a petty sacking, maybe? Yeah, like maybe Scott Parker wasn't happy with the board and the transfer window and not backing him with money, so he complains. And Because you look at the signings Bournemouth made, five, probably like I think five players, and they're not good. Right. So, and it looks like their team at the moment, if you look at their squad on paper, it looks like a team that knows they're not going to be in the Prem for more than one season so there's they're kind of pulling like a a fulham like how what fulham done in the past and just kind of went up to the prem got the money from all the sponsorships and television casts and then just dropped back down to go back to the championship yeah so it looks like that's what the board was aiming for in terms of the financial side and then i uh personally i think scott parker wasn't happy with it and actually wanted to prove the type of manager he is and wanted mm-hmm. to try and keep Bournemouth up and the board was just trying to get a cash grab and that's when they decided to sack him and said you use the excuse of those three losses as a way to get rid of him that's fair I mean so you, so you think it's more like because the board didn't back him he wanted to it just wasn't yeah, gelling I, well yeah it wasn't gelling well and I think the board got sick of him and said you know what let's take this opportunity to can him and so they did yeah yeah, I mean, I can see that. Yeah, I, I have to agree. It can't have all been football because otherwise, that's one of the worst decisions I've seen in management. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, he could have been the thing that would would have kept them up. Like if they they couldn't get another manager and and doesn't work out, and they get you know relegated because of it, and it all, the discussion will always be well, what would have happened if we kept him in, in position. Yeah. So where does Scott Parker go from here, though? Do you reckon he goes back down to the championship to coach he replaces aside? Brendan Rodgers when Brendan Rodgers gets fired. They just switch. Brendan <laughs> Rodgers has been ass, they just, but yeah, no, one's saying, no one's talking about him, but he's been horrible. It's true. It's true. Um, okay, do you think that could be part of the board not giving him the money he wants, him not doing anything with the money he has? 
Lack of ambition. Brendan Rodgers? Are you yeah. talking? Brendan Rodgers. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it, all I'm saying is, I think at some points the team just doesn't mesh with the manager. Mm. Um, it happens, and I think it's fair to say. I think. I mean, transfers as well. I think West Ham had a horrible transfer window, um, but. Besides that one defender they signed, who, who's supposed to be the forefather replacement, so we'll see if that pays off. But mm-hmm. like besides that, like no movement, and their look stale, and, and their tactics, and, and they just—I watched them play Southampton. Yeah. They didn't look particularly great. James Madison had a good free kick, and that was about it. Yeah. Um, and like they sacked Ranieri, the guy who won in the Prem title. They sacked him in yeah. his second season after poor run of form. So like. All I'm saying is just because he Rogers won a cup title with them doesn't mean he's safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely. I guess us too. None deserve. I mean, we made the we made the point uh, uh, in one of our old podcasts on the last podcast we did, not this current one, but uh, we made the point of Shermichael leaving the club during preseason. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I think was it Elijah that said it, in which he said. Uh, he saw the team and said, "No, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to I mean, go down." So that, he left. Maybe we don't know that's exactly what happened, but I feel like that can be assumed because him being the team captain. I'll, I'll just reiterate the point I made last week. Him being the team captain, leaving during the preseason. You know, it's not. It wasn't a premeditated move or anything. He chose to leave after seeing his team and thought it'd be better for me to move to Nice, a mid-table club in in France, um, than stay in the Premier League. Um, I don't know. It's not looking good for Leicester. We all know that. Losing I mean, they Fofana, only made two signings. Yeah. Yeah, and like, so. and you know, losing Fofana. Uh, I mean, good on them because they made what was it? What was the total like one fifty, one sixty for Harry Maguire and Fofana together? Like, I think that's pretty good. They but the they're, not using, they're not using the funds. Yeah, exactly. They're not using the funds. I mean, who knows? Maybe they need the money to pay off some loans or something. You know, we don't know the finances, debt. but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but still, like they haven't right. done well, and they needed to. It was pretty obvious they needed to, and they still haven't. Yeah, and they can't. You can't make the argument that you're gonna wait until the the winter transfer window because that's stupid. Because by the time you get there, you're almost halfway done with this, halfway through the season, yeah, and it's hard right. to make a team come around by buying all these new players. It's hard to get sh- get them like all yeah. grouped together and ready to go to turn yeah. results around. Yeah, especially if you are knowing you might be a relegation candidate by then if it, could, yeah, it could be too late to turn these around. And that's why you need to make signings now. Right now they're one point they have one point and they're bottom of the table. Yeah. Like going into week six. So it's like game six. So it's like doesn't look too good. Uh does anyone know who Leicester are playing? Uh, I do not. They are playing uh, Brighton. Villa. Oh, Brighton. Oh, that's a loss yeah. for them. <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, it's a loss. So, so I mean, you're playing probably. I'll give you the next five. They're playing Brighton, Villa, Tottenham, Nottingham Forest, and Bournemouth. Yeah, this is I think they, games in there for them. I think, I think they can get they something against Villa. Games. I think they can get something against Bournemouth. Hey, Nottingham Forest doesn't look too bad. To like in terms of like getting a point against them because they got smacked yeah. against City on the weekend. Uh, no, sorry, on Wednesday. I mean it's City. Yeah, True, I mean, it's everyone's City, gonna get smacked by City. But like yeah. they already dropped Lingard 
<laughs> their big signing they dropped from the team. So, I mean, they have so many players. They still need to get to know each other. I think they'll. I think as the season goes on, they'll do better. Yeah, it'll be an improvement. Yeah. But I think I agree with Just for now, they're a little shaky just because they need to get used to each other, and that could mean points for other teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, before we talk more about the Premier League, I'm going to talk about Marseille player Bamba Jane. Still Marseille oh. player. Uh, so let me just recap the events of Dylan Bay that Fabrizio Romano told, said was the story of the day. So Bamba Jane uh, plays for, I think, I think Senegalese player, I think? Uh, plays for Marseille, had a verbal agreement to join Leeds United in the Premier League, goes to the airport for the flight, when, where then OGC Nice makes an offer for him in the French League. He then rejects Leeds, flies to France, or he's already in France, he's in Marseille, but travels to Nice for his medical, fails the medical, and he's still in Marseille. So many things to happen there, only for him to end up at the club he returned to. And, uh, yeah. Like awkwardness. Yeah, imagine yeah. bringing his teammate in the locker room when he comes back, in the dressing room. How do you react? Oh, did you forget your? Th- no, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm staying. Do you staying. welcome? Oh, him, do you okay. welcome him back with open arms, or do you I, have some resentment? Or like? I don't know. How how, how did he leave the club? Was he on a good terms? I don't know. Honestly, I don't did know. Did he force the move? I don't want to from... say he. The, the way the way it seems to me is. He didn't, he didn't necessarily force the move. It was just an offer came in, the club and player wanted to accept. And another one came in, and then it just didn't work out. So, I mean, that, that, that's my thing, too, is I don't think... Because he didn't necessarily force anything like that. He wasn't like, get me out of here. At least I don't think. Or there wasn't a previous transfer request. I wouldn't necessarily be mad at him. It's just circumstance. Right. So, I don't know. Would you be mad... All right, let's look at it through the agent's perspective. Because the, would the agent be mad that he canceled the move to Leeds in which he probably would have been able to complete and then he changed his mind at the last second to go to the other club and then he failed his med- med- medical like would you be mad from an agent perspective because of the last minute change didn't allow enough time for the deal to get done maybe I mean, maybe the agent did sorry go ahead, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I mean you know agents have two things in mind they want to help the players and they want to get paid so Depends on you know exactly what their priority is, but if you want to get paid, getting a transfer fee and all that, and like getting an agent fee, that's gonna get you paid. So he might be annoyed at not getting paid, I think. But at the end of the day, I think the most annoyed is gonna be the clubs. I think Leeds are gonna be annoyed, uh, for sure. Um, They wanted the backup to Bamford because Bamford's injured like 50% of the season Mm -hmm. and didn't get it, even though they thought they did. Mm -hmm. And Nice might be annoyed. I don't know how badly they wanted him, but they might be annoyed as well because he failed his medical. Yeah. Well, what, I, what I'm reading, I don't know how true this is. This is a comment on Instagram. Some days, so this could be entirely false. But someone said, apparently they had, a Leeds had him sitting in the airport for hours, and then when he heard Nice wanted him, he said, F this, and left the airport and signed for them. So apparently Leeds, Leeds did him dirty, leaving him at the Why? airport. Why? Why'd they have him waiting for them? I don't know. I, that doesn't make sense to me. But what does it what mean by waiting? waiting in the airport, though? Like, are you just, like, like, in Leeds, England, and then you're just there? Like, he, was in, is... he was in the airport at Marseille. And I don't know, maybe this Leeds didn't set a plan for him or something, or they he's waiting for his. Well, they still trying to decide if they want to like go through with it. They're like, no, because that doesn't make any sense on a football. You don't have a player go to the airport 
when you're still deciding, oh, are we going to sign this player or not? You have a player go to the airport when you know you're going to sign him. Hmm. So it's yeah. like, I feel like he may have got like cold feet and said, you know what, no, I'm going to stay. Or maybe he was getting more money and said, all right, forget Leeds, I'm going to go over here. And then mm -hmm. he changed his mind. Yeah, and then he's, then he's stuck at the club that he originally was at. I feel like from a footballer, like a teammate perspective, senior teammate who was supposed to leave, come back, and you're like, oh, you're back, cool. Uh, it's a bit awkward, I feel, because, you know, you expect them to leave, mm -hmm. and then you, like a player in his position, you're like, all right, I get my chance now to prove what I can do. And then so it's going to be a very interesting uh uh, dressing room in terms of his position. He's a striker, right? Yeah. 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 So the strikers on say are going to be a uh, a bit annoyed. I have a feeling about the yeah. failed transfer because I they agree. thought they were going to get a shot. I agree. He so, could also just want to stay at France. Like it, you know, some players like to stay in a certain country. He might have just want to stay in France. Yeah, he probably would have gotten more game time, more starting game time at least. Yeah. More chance to yeah. make his mark for him to have a bigger move later on. Who knows? So, alright. So, I think the last topic we're going to talk about here is the different transfers in the Premier League. Um, we're going to go by team, uh, as in like our own team. So, I'm talking about Chelsea. They will talk about Tottenham. I'll just talk about West Ham. And then we're going to mention a few just um, outliers that I want to talk about afterwards. So, um, so, I guess I'll start with Chelsea. And I think it's really summed up by one thing here. Um, About what? So I think that was the most recent signing we made. Um, the sign I'm most excited about. Um, overall, though, I'm gonna give our transfer window an eight and a half. No way! Get out of here! Let me hear me, out, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. So what? I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go by player. Okay. I'm just, let me just recap everyone we've signed. Okay. Raheem Sterling, Kalidou Koulibaly, Kukurea, Fofana, Aubameyang, Zakaria. But on top of that, okay, those alone, I'd give seven and a half. Seven, seven and a half. But we brought in a lot of youth prospects. So, this, uh, which, is what, which is what is giving me eight and a half. Amara Hutchinson, Martin. How do you, hey, no, 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 I'm hey. sorry. How do you give youth prospects who aren't even going to play no, because, a point, on. an extra point? Because... Andres, we prepare for the future. We have a future. So, I'm excited for it because we brought Omar Hutchinson from Arsenal. Great player. Eddie Beach from Southampton. Gabriel Salina, Salina, who's lighting up the MLS right now. Very well could break. Is it the clean sheet record? I don't know if he's still in um, contention for it, but he was, at one point he was able to break. He was on track to break the clean sheet record. Carney Chukwameka? I forget his name. Really good. From Aston Villa for 20 million, really promising winger. Zach Sturridge from Brighton, Tyler Dibling from Southampton, um, Cesar Cassidy, Cassidy, I don't know how to pronounce his name, from Inter Milan for 16 million. So when you put those in front of you, those are all potential future stars. A lot, uh, at least a good few of them are. We'll see what Chelsea does with them. More than likely, we're going to ruin them. But I don't know. I think it's it's very promising, and that's giving me the extra one point over. On top of the, signings, the big signings we had for sliding for the first team, which I love, by the way, I, th I think I think a bombing changes a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't transform the whole team, but it changes a lot for us. 
Alright, you have return. You have return, please. <laughs> I think replacing Marcus Lonzo with Marco Correa, brilliant. Kaldu Kulabali, brilliant. Raheem Sterling up top has done a lot for us. He's been a bright spot in a rather dismal season so far. Um, Fofana, I think we overpaid for by a lot, but I think because we're paying, um, we're paying ten million a year over seven years, so we're not in full. I think it's great because ten million to us is like not much. If we're paying ten million, a season, it's not going to be breaking the bank, you know. I think he's going to be great, and I think Dennis Zakaria is a defensive midfielder that we very much needed because Jorginho is disgusting right now. Right, so, what trust fans were all saying was the best midfielder on the planet. The I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm just going to say I wasn't. Okay. He has his moment. Can I just I say he's past his moment? I just want to add. Um, how can you give that window an eight out of ten when one injury to bombing and you're back to being where you are now, right now? Where where are you? Sixth, seventh? How uh, can you name that an eight out of ten chance window if if one injury to bombing he gets he's out for a month, you're back to your usual front? I don't care if your defense is good; it's pretty, it's obvious your defense is good, but your offense would be the exact same as Ben. How can you call that an eight out of ten window? I, don't, I, don't, I, mean, I, I just don't see that. I mean, I think that's, I think you're making off one player. I think given, but it, what, like not looking at injuries. Okay, I think it's, would you could you say it's eight and a half out of ten if injuries didn't exist? If if no. if a bombing has gone to these witch doctors like Pogba has, and he has he won't be getting injuries. As a uh, no, I wouldn't call it eight out of ten because Abamyang, Koulibaly are not long term players at all. Um, so this is like a Band-Aid, and I mean, a I Band-Aid think, well, is not a top thing. I don't think necessarily. I think, Kula, I think Koulibaly has a good few years in him. I mean, you look at Thiago Silva. How old is he playing? Yeah, Thiago Silva is a different breed. That's not, Thiago well, Silva he, is not somebody you can compare to Koulibaly. Koulibaly. I'm not saying Koulibaly can't be. Right. But you can't say he will be. Like, you can't say in five years he'll still be playing. Who knows? No. He could have only two years. Right, but the, the good thing about Chelsea is that we have our prospects everywhere. And we have the ability to get just get those young players when we want them to realize that, you know, Kulabai is not going to be. Let's say he has one. Yeah, more but you said left. it yourself. We're probably going to ruin them. So it's like. No, I meant the young players. The young player, like the. Oh, I mean that's what you mean, though. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's like, so what about the young players? Only one of your players from the academy have has risen the ranks, and that was Mason Mount. And now he's just bang average. He hasn't done well, anything that's great. <laughs> well, him and, um, Chalba. Okay. The guy so, you guys I mean, think they're still selling? on top. I'm, huh? The guy you're thinking of selling, like they're well, We're still using him. I mean, there was there wasn't really any any opportunity for him to leave. Because but we you know were thinking. I, it's I not like he was untouchable. I mean, I think any player is not untouchable right now. Tiago Silva's not untouchable to you guys. Only, I mean, there's, no one's gonna buy him. That's the only thing. He's untouchable. But, okay, no, that's, no good, untouchable. that's not that's not like, that's not my question. That's not my question. I mean, like. There's, he doesn't need to be touchable because no one wants to touch him. Well, that sounds wrong. But, uh-huh. like, oh. no one's going to want to buy him. So, I think it's fine. I think I think only the players we brought in are untouchable right now. I don't think... And maybe Mason Mount. And I think everyone else is open to, to leaving at some point. I, just, I, I think maybe Kovacic we keep. Mendy, honestly, I give him one or two mirrors and he's gone. So... I'm just I'm with Andres. I don't think it's an out of ten window at all. It's a six. It's a six. Yeah, I I think a six is a good a good rating. Yeah, I I give it a seven if if um, 
Aubameyang and and like Fofana like have good form, but like Zakaria's alone. He's not a midfield fix, so you're still gonna be relying on Jorginho and then Conte, who's injured a lot, even though when he plays, he's good. And and Kovacic, who I don't even know what I think about Kovacic. He's he's I don't know. He's weird. Uh, he like he looks impressive one game and then he doesn't play for like the next four. So all I'm saying is it's not an eight, but that's me. That's me. Okay. All right. Well, fine. You have a different opinion. Um, okay. Hold on. Go first. All right. So uh, now it's uh, West Ham's turn. Uh, from my perspective as a West Ham fan, this window has been fantastic for us compared to previous seasons. This has been the best window I've ever seen as a West Ham fan. Uh, you know, we, we, we've, I feel as a West Ham fan, some West Ham fans disagree, but uh, I feel like this window fits everybody, like puts the team together and fixes all the holes that we had in the past. Uh, we got Ugard from Morocco. You know, he got injured during preseason, but his one game he played during preseason, he looked really good. He'll be back in October. Areola we signed on a permanent deal. I mean, we locked down our goalkeeper for the next couple of years. Uh, Flynn Downs is a re- potential replacement for Declan Rice if he, ever, if he ever leaves. I sure hope he doesn't leave, but if, if he ever does, Flynn Downs is a young prospect who David Moyes is uh, developing, who could be the, our next Declan Rice. Uh, Skamaka, a brilliant striker so far. Uh, the games he's played, he looks really good. Um, great uh, competition for Antonio, and I mean, Antonio looks better now that he has competition. Uh, with that assist he had with uh, Suchek against Spurs, he looked top class with that pass. Uh, Maxwell Corne, who we signed from Burnley, looks amazing. Uh, you know, he it looks like because he didn't play preseason, he's uh, taking a little bit to get like match quickness, match sharpness. So it's going to take him a bit, but he looks like he's a solid uh, switch around for Bowen whenever they need to switch out. Uh, Tilo Kerrer. Now, Tilo Kerrer, I mean... I, he was a replacement because of a guard who got injured. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering his name, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> Kira looks amazing the games he's played. And, yes, he gave a penalty in his first game, scored an own goal against Spurs. But, I mean, Spurs, that was probably going to get a tap-in for Son if it gets past him. But, uh, I mean, Kira looks fantastic. He's been my man of the match for the last two games that we played in. So, I think Kira could potentially be a solid center back who we only got for, like, Ooh, how much did we get him for? Uh, undisclosed fee, but I think it was like 10 million. 10 million? I've seen so 13 million here. 13 million? I mean, yeah. that's great, great money. And then we got Emerson from Chelsea, who's a solid left back choice for Cresswell. Uh, I feel like Cresswell's played better now that Emerson's here, but I feel like Emerson's a better solution down the road. He's uh, 27, I think. So we signed him on a three year deal. And then, uh, then we got Lucas. Paqueta from Leon, who's amazing. I love that guy. We signed him on a five-year contract with a one-year extension. You say amazing. You've never even seen him play. <laughs> no, I've seen him play against Spurs, and I love that man that already. Was, he barely touched the ball. He touched like three times. It doesn't matter. He made Spurs look silly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man already, and I can't wait to see what he does on uh, tomorrow against Chelsea if he plays. But I think overall this window's a 9 out of 10, if we're giving it a solid ranking because of the players we signed are young and we signed them for long-term contracts i can see like this team going farther along it's taken a little bit for our team to like uh 
mesh because of all the new signings, but I feel like with Moyes and the and the coaching staff they have and Declan Rice as the captain will bring them all together and I think we'll be in a good good shape uh, later down the season. I'm hoping we I think this week we found our footing and I'm hoping it carries on to Saturday. And even if we lose tomorrow then I feel like it's not that bad because of the opponents we face after Chelsea. So I feel like it's a good, good, good window. And I'm looking forward to uh, the next window too because, uh, you know, we can always sign more players, but I think we're good for now. Okay. I mean, I don't, Diego. Sorry. I don't sorry, disagree. So I think the. Hey, the nothing youth, controversial for me. I think the youthfulness of West Ham signings are. Oh. <laughs> real professional real professional shut uh, up it's my phone almost <laughs> died that's why I'm here don't worry I'll be better next podcast alright uh, you know I was just say I think the youthfulness of West Ham signings are really good I think that's important because it allows you to <laughs> <laughs> allows you to uh, have somebody for that position for you know at least a good three years and if they stay longer that's great if you know they move on that's fine but I think that's always good. Um, so yeah, I I would I can't really say no against a nine out of ten even if even if I'm like okay I think I can't say no like that so that's fair. Yeah. Let's go! I'm so, I'm actually happy that I didn't get ridiculed this time because <laughs> I get bashed on. Nothing controversial from my end so far on the it's podcast. A first, huh? It's a first. It's a first. First signs for everything. On the first right. episode of the first podcast, nothing controversial. Just wait until the <laughs> second one. There'll be something controversial. Oh, yeah. Hey, deal. Last one. Okay. Um, man, I think I think I... I got to give a lot of credit. Before I start reading it, I got to give a lot of credit to getting our deals done early in the chance window. Because... Daniel Levy is not known for that. He's actually known for the very, very opposite. Um, panic buying a lot at the end. And thankfully, a mixture of Conte and Fabio Paratici, if you haven't heard of him, director of football at Tottenham. Absolutely incredible. He's changed our transfer windows for the past two seasons now. And hopefully he's here for another 10 years because he he's been phenomenal. He got us uh, Kulisevsky and Benzikar during, during January, which was insane. And now he's doing bits again without chance though. He's been excellent. So he's the reason why we're here now and why I'm going to give a good rating. Um, I'm going to give an 8 out of 10. And I think this is a much more worthwhile 8 out of 10. So <laughs> here, here's why. Here's why. Uh, I think we got to start with first our free transfers. Um, Fraser Forrester, backup, backup goalkeeper. You know, backup goalkeeper, free. He's good. He had a great game against Arsenal, I think, last season, which people are like, oh my god, I forgot how good he was. That's not bad. It's good. Ivan Perisic. Um, probably top three left wing backs in the world. Uh, you haven't watched Inter Milan. Uh, I, I, he was incredible for Inter Milan <laughs> last season. Hey. He was incredible for... That's, hey, can, I can I finish? had him in his pocket the whole game. Can, can, I, can I finish? Yeah, you can finish. Okay. okay. So he has already, like, I think one of the uh, tied for, like, most uh, goal contributions from, from a defender. Um, in, and he's played, like, two, three games. And let's see. He's, I don't know, just so two-footed that he takes corners with both feet. <laughs> like, what other player does that? No one. So 
I think he may be a top three left wing back in the world. Um, I, I think Inter Milan fans, they're raving about him. Of course, they're going to be biased. But I do think he's very, very good and very underrated. Even people are like, oh, 33. Yes, he's older, but he is uh, a phenomenal player. Um, free transfer, by the way, so I'll just keep, I'll keep reading that. Uh, loan transfer, why. long... Well, probably because his contract was running out and he wanted to... Yeah, I think that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, long lay <laughs> from Barcelona. Uh, that's pretty solid. Excellent, excellent signing. He, if he gets his form back, he could be very good. He's a great rotation spot for Ben Davies on that left center back position. And his ball playing ability is phenomenal. Like, it, it's it's actually so good. It's probably the best of our of our back line. And uh, I want to see him play because his pings across the pitch are, are phenomenal. Uh, so, as a loan, very pleased with that. Now, let's get into the actual uh, money spent deals. Uh, Judge Spence and Destiny Udogi. Two young wingbacks on both sides. One right, one left. Uh, Udogi went on loan back to Udinese, so, you know, that's, he won't, we won't see him for another year, but he's, people calling him, like, a wonder kid uh, for Udinese. He's been excellent. Um, so, I can rave about him when I see him play for Tottenham. But, Judge Spence... Looks like an absolute beast. Going to be our future right wing back. Uh, already thinking about the future there. So, great, great. He's like 21, so plenty of years ahead of him. He's going to be, he's going to be great. Edith um, Basuma, possibly the deal of the window if we're talking value for, for money. Like, I like that one. We got him for about $35 million, maybe less, maybe $30 million. He is genuinely one of the best players I said in the top six, for, and he was incredible for Brighton. He's gonna be incredible, and for thirty million, he could have easily gone for fifty, for sixty. But you think for this whole back. like scandal was the reason he was so cheap? Could be, it could be. But considering the fact that he, the cops like didn't find anything, um, like no authorities didn't see anything wrong, um, right. or didn't at least didn't come up with anything. Um, I want to say it was more one of those that he wanted to move, and I think his contract was running down. I don't quote, don't quote me on that. But I think it was so Brighton let him leave, and considering the fact that Brighton took Kudea for more, I think that's uh, for like what thirty million more. So like I think Busuma is an excellent, excellent deal, and that's Paratici at his best right there, finding a good, de- good tra- um, transfer for a position we needed, one hundred percent excellent. Um, and then the last two, uh, I think Romero. Romero was the last one because technically he was alone, so he signed him permanently. I mean. There's more I need to say about Romero. He's going to be the best center back in the league in like a year or two. He's already top five. So, so what? yeah. Okay. Romero's top five center back in the league. Hey, yo, forget about me. Yeah, I can't even Extra controversial. No, no, I'm being. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What have I said before, Romero, that you disagree with? Huh? <laughs> Nothing, right? I've been. I'm just saying, as a Tottenham fan, watching him play. He is miles above any other center back in our back line. He's our best center back. Well, uh, okay, for Tottenham. That's easy to do and, and, for Tottenham. And, yeah, you got um, Eric Dyer in your back line. <laughs> I mean. Eric Dyer's good. Okay. All right. He's not great, but he's good. But that's not the point. Romero, he was – people don't realize he's one of the reasons why Argentina won the Copa America along with uh, – what's his partner? Uh, Sandra Martinez, I think. Them two were the back line for Argentina. They won the Copa America. They haven't – they hadn't conceded a goal for like – like nine hours or something like that, like ten hours playing together. 
Uh, you don't believe me now. It's fine. It's fine. You don't have to believe me. Next year, when, when we give him more, some more time to develop in the Prem, because he's already great. Give him some more time. He's gonna be he's gonna be on your list as one of the best center backs in the league. You know, I hope someone clips this and then oh, montages it with <laughs> yeah. with a bunch of fails he has, and then be like, <laughs> and then sends Gladly. it to you. I really Gladly. hope that happens. I, I just for the record, Romero is better than any West Ham center back, and I stand by that one hundred percent, one hundred percent. No, I, I would agree. I can agree with that one. I'd completely disagree. Kara is better than him. Oh, my we just God. signed the man. <laughs> did Kara win Serie A MVP? No, like, my man the, played the for PSG and he's a regular for Germany. I mean, my man by default. But, yeah. No, but yeah, still, he's who's solid. Who's defenders? Yeah, Matt Hummels, who's thirty-five. Matt Hummels. Hey, okay. hey, right. don't disrespect my man Kara. We got Obana, Zuma. Don't Obana? disrespect Zuma. Wait, don't, wait, did you say Obana? He's solid. He's coming back from ACL injury, but he's solid. He's not the greatest, but he's solid. And then Zuma, well, don't disrespect Zuma like that. I don't want to hear it. The cat kicker? Don't e- get, out, get out of here. No, no, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to have no animal abuser, okay? Yeah. So, don't don't even disrespect my boy Craig Dawson like that. Don't even. What? Okay. Craig Dawson. I love that, man. Remember, he's going to be a top of center back. We paid $55 million for him. He's gonna, we're gonna, he's going to... Show you why we paid his family for him, but okay. we'll move on from that. We'll move on from that. We'll Apparently, some people found that. <laughs> Sorry, real quick, ridiculous. Before we, b- before we finish the podcast, Dale, I'm gonna yeah. name you some left backs, some left wing backs, and I want you to wait. Say I didn't done talk about transfers, you know that, right? <laughs> oh, I thought what? we were done. Oh, with Charleston. I didn't talk about with Charleston. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Okay, it's just, just let me finish up. It's just so insignificant. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me just finish up. Which Charleston? Oh my God. I just want to talk about Rich Austin for a little bit because he rattled the, the Premier League or some fans, some, some, some sensitive fans the other day against Nottingham. Uh, I would have kicked his... I would have been no, sent off. I would say you... I'm not against <laughs> you tackling him because you're mad. That's fine. I'm just saying don't get mad that he's showboating. Elijah brought up a good point we were talking earlier. Ronaldo did it. Neymar did it. No one says a thing about them. Neymar's more criticized for his rolling around on the ground. They're not criticizing him for his skills. So, if Richardson's doing it in a 2-0 lead in the like 85th minute to waste time because he knows his people, the defenders will get angry and take him out, that's I don't see that smart. That's actually a good thing. So like, Jamie Carragher getting mad about it, whatever. Like, well, I'm going to say what Richardson said. Cry more, okay? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Richardson has been excellent. He's changed the game. He's actually been better than Solon to start the season. So. He's been really, really good, and I think uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be more a of a big on Son. It's more like Son, pick it up. We need you to start performing. Uh, we know you want to go to boot, but you need to win it again or something. Like, come on. So, all right, I'm done now. I'm done now. Uh, do, you, do you need to go? Or you want me to do this? But you want to talk about our left wing backs? You said yeah. so. Go ahead. You're fine. Okay, because it's, it's four oh two. So. Okay. Oh no! Go ahead. Go. So, we, we got time. Okay. All right. I'm gonna name some left wing backs. And I want you to, to tell me if they're they're better or not. If if, if Ivan Perisic is better than these these left wing backs. <laughs> My man. Okay. I'm just, on you know, something just... different today. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hey. Let's go with. Well, I'm just gonna start Cresswell. with Kukurea. Cresswell. Okay, it's Kukurea. Kukurea. I mean, I think they're pretty, but 
Okay. I'll put it pretty even. I think Kukure is probably a better defender, but Karsic is better offensively. I can agree with that. Alfonso Davies. Oh, come on. I don't know, man. Alfonso Davies doesn't even start for Bayern sometimes. Like, he, he sometimes... He, he, I mean, he's their starting left back. He's just hurt all the time. I'm, I'm going to have to prepare Sitch about Alfonso Davies. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know about that I mean, one. I'm not saying Davies yeah. won't be there, but, like, Perisic, his, his offensive game is so finely tuned. He he can cut in, shoot from outside, cross with his left, cross with his right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. score is left and right. I think, I think Ivan Perisic is more of a left winger than left wing back, in my opinion. Yeah. I think... I mean, he he's actually played for the past back, but... three or four seasons. Yeah. He, that's what he, he is. That's what he is. Uh, okay, so you... So, Bar- so on par with Kukurea, better than Alfonso Davies, yeah. Andrew Robertson. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's... But I, I mean, I don't know, man. Andre Robinson, everybody thinks he's, like, the best left back in the Prem. So, I don't know, like... He's kind of... He's kind of, you know, been doing it in the Prem for so long, and it's been so good for so long. I can't really say Paris is better than him. I you, I, I like Paris such a lot, but I, I, I mean, you, you put Robertson in any team, he immediately upgrades that position. So, yeah, I mean, I, even though I hate his guts... I'm going to have to respect him and just put Robinson above him. Right, I'll give you one more. Rafael Guerrero. Better than Aaron Cressel. Sorry, what? Yeah. Give me, I don't even say that. Uh, Rafael Guerrero from Borussia Dortmund. That's not fair. I don't watch Guerrero. I can't. I, I don't like okay, the well, judge. Let, let me give you some stats. Let me give you some stats. Because he's, he's, okay, he's, yeah. been, he's been with them for about six years now. He's but been for the games, 171 games, and at his position... He's scored 32 goals and assisted 33 times. Well, the so. thing is, Perisic has more goals and assists, probably. So, like, I look at his stats. On a statistical. Um, uh-huh. Okay, from 2015 to 2022, for Inter Milan, uh, he has, what is that, 22, 30, 34, 42, 51 goals. And what is that, about, like, six years, seven years? So, already more goals. Uh, and I don't even like to rate wingbacks on goals because that's not all they do. They, they do a lot more than that. But if we're just talking goal contributions, which you brought up, I think he's better than Rafael Guerrero. But he did it in a farmer's league, though, at least. Um, Serie A? What? Yeah. No, no, no. Wait, are we talking about Guerrero or, are we talking about Guerrero no. or Perisic? Serie A is not a farmer's league. What? You, what? Yes. Are you serious? To me, it's a farmer's league. No, make, to me it's a farmers league. Tell me right now that Serie A is a farmers league. Serie A is a farmers league to me. Yeah, oh I think the Bundesliga God. is more competitive. What? So <laughs> the Bundesliga is more competitive. <laughs> yeah. What? Wow. The... Uh, okay. No, that's that's embarrassing for the rest of us. <laughs> Serie A is really literally is. the third best league in the world. Oh my God. Yeah. Third. What's second? La Liga. I mean, only La Liga just because Brian Barcelona and Real Madrid are so good, but I would put. I don't know. This is my opinion. I feel like it's a Farmers League. So much France to you. Farmers League. Yeah. So we so, so, so by, by the way, the way you're talking is you're ranking Premier League, Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Bundesliga Syria, France or France yeah. Syria. No, uh, Syria France. So forth. How can you call Bundesliga better when Bayern Munich are literally dominating 
Well, the thing is with Serie A, it's like it switches in between like three different teams, but at the same time, you have a rough idea who's going to win. Like, yeah, sure. You could say the same thing about, I mean, the Prem is like City's going to win. And like Bayern's yeah. obviously going to win the, the Bundesliga, but I feel like I watch the Bundesliga and I'm more entertained than Serie A. So. I, I, I will add, though. I think. Sorry, I just want to say, I think Serie A is known for having a bit more defensive tactics from teams. I think people yeah. tend to say that, which I think is why it's less entertaining. But it doesn't mean that it's worse. It actually means that they're just, that's how they play. And I would argue that you put a, the fourth place team in Serie A against the fourth place team in Bundesliga, the fourth place team in Serie A is destroying that fourth place Bundesliga team. Every day, all day, 100%. I mean, I mean, the, you can look at it though, like just like a Champions League, like the teams that come from Serie A versus the teams that come in the Bundesliga. Usually, the teams in the Bundesliga do better than the teams in Serie A. So that's not true. Like, Bayern does not. better than just any Bayern. Serie a team. Just, Bayern. just Bayern. That's it. That's yeah. all Dortmund did great last year too. Overall, though, Serie so A. I think like Roma versus Barcelona. Juventus always gets there. Um. I mean, I mean, Inter Milan have, have Inter Milan are going to be there. Are going to be? I think they'll be really good this year with Lukaku back and all that. Uh, AC Milan just won the league. We're going to see them. I just can't agree with that Bundesliga statement. I, I don't can't agree at all. I can't. No, I can't. That's, that's disgusting. That is. <laughs> got to keep so, it controversial from my end. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I got it too. He had to. He had to add one in there. Yeah. So just to finish it up, I think Perisic. I think what you gave me. I mean. If not top three, then top five. But you, you gave me examples, and I basically, I feel like I was pretty accurate in my assessment. <laughs> so unbiased. Right. I, no, it's biased, but I mean, it's true. Right. It's true. Yeah. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's where we're going to end it. So, it was a pretty long one uh, today, but that's okay. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, that'll be it. Uh, tune in next week, because I'm sure we'll do it next week. And, yeah, thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, subscribe if you can. And uh, yeah. Not if you can. Subscribe. It's free. When you can. When you can. Yeah. Yeah, it's subscribe free. right yeah, now. Help us out. Help us out. Yeah, uh, there you go. Red button. Subscribe. Yeah. Notifications on, too. Yeah, we're like that. Turn on those notifications. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. See you guys.